Hello, everybody. It's April 7th. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 118, verse 24. You are listening to the One Year Bible Tour. We're glad to have you with us as we travel through every page of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in one year's time. My name is David McAdam, and I'm happy to serve as your tour guide and encourage your reading and your reflection upon each day's passage in both the Old and New Testaments. We're going to be reading through the one-year Bible. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. We are in the last of the five books of Moses, the book of Deuteronomy. Moses has been repeating the laws of the land to ensure that the next generation will put God's commands into practice when they cross over the Jordan River to possess the territory that God had promised them as an inheritance. And today is a day when the baton of responsibility gets passed on to the next generation. God is commissioning His people. I'm trusting that the Lord will be speaking to us also in our situations, and we will understand what we must do to fully possess what is our inheritance in Christ. We'll be reading of more than one commission in our passage today. First, the people are commissioned to learn. Then Joshua is commissioned to lead. Moses is commissioned to write an unforgettable sad song. And we are commissioned to be unembarrassed believers. As we read, may we hear God speaking to us, commissioning us to learn, to lead, and to communicate His gospel truth, whether in conversation, an email, a speech, or like Moses in a song. May He also encourage us to be clear, compelling, humble, and yet bold in our speech and actions, that we might be effective signposts pointing to Jesus. For no man comes to the Father apart from trusting Him as the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, verse 6. So let's start today's reading in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 31, verse 1. Moses is continuing his speech to the people of Israel, and Joshua is soon to succeed Moses. Verse 1. So Moses continued to speak these words to all Israel. And he said to them, I am 120 years old today. I am no longer able to go out and come in. The Lord has said to me, You shall not go over this Jordan. The Lord your God himself will go over before you. He will destroy these nations before you, so that you shall dispossess them. And Joshua will go over at your head, as the Lord has spoken. And the Lord will do to them as he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites, and to their land when he destroyed them. And the Lord will give them over to you, and you shall do to them according to the whole commandment that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, For you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall put them in possession of it. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Then Moses wrote this law and gave it to the priests, the sons of Levi, who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord and to all the elders of Israel. And Moses commanded them, At the end of every seven years, at the set time in the year of release, at the Feast of Booths. Then all Israel shall come to appear before the Lord your God at the place that He will choose. You shall read this law before all Israel in their hearing. Assemble the people, 
men, women, and little ones, and the sojourner within your towns, that they may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God, and be careful to do all the words of this law, and that their children, who have not known it, may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God, as long as you live in the land that you are going over the Jordan to possess. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, the days approach when you must die. Call Joshua and present yourselves in the tent of meeting, that I may commission him. And Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves in the tent of meeting. And the Lord appeared in the tent in a pillar of cloud, and the pillar of cloud stood over the entrance of the tent. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, you are about to lie down with your fathers. Then this people will rise and whore after the foreign gods among them in the land that they are entering, and they will forsake me and break my covenant that I have made with them. Then my anger will be kindled against them in that day, and I will forsake them and hide my face from them, and they will be devoured. And many evils and troubles will come upon them, so that they will say in that day, Have not these evils come upon us because our God is not among us? And I will surely hide my face in that day because of all the evil that they have done, because they have turned to other gods. Now therefore, write this song and teach it to the people of Israel. Put it in their mouths, that this song may be a witness for me against the people of Israel. For when I have brought them into the land flowing with milk and honey, which I swore to give to their fathers, and they have eaten and are full and grown fat, they will turn to other gods and serve them, and despise me and break my covenant. And when many evils and troubles have come upon them, this song shall confront them as a witness, for it will live unforgotten in the mouths of their offspring. For I know that they are inclined to do even today, before I have brought them into the land that I swore to give. So Moses wrote this song the same day and taught it to the people of Israel. And the Lord commissioned Joshua the son of Nun and said, Be strong and courageous, for you shall bring the people of Israel into the land that I swore to give them. I will be with you. When Moses had finished writing the words of this law in a book to the very end, Moses commanded the Levites who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, Take this book of the law and put it by the side of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, that it may be there for a witness against you. For I know how rebellious and stubborn you are. Behold, even today, while I am yet alive with you, you have been rebellious against the Lord. How much more after my death? Assemble to me all the elders of your tribes and your officers, that I may speak these words in their ears, and call heaven and earth to witness against them. For I know that after my death you will surely act corruptly and turn aside from the way that I have commanded you. And in the days to come evil will befall you, because you will do what is evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger through the work of your hands. The Song of Moses Then Moses spoke the words of this song until they were finished, in the ears of all the assembly of Israel. Chapter 32 Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak, and let the earth hear the words of my mouth. May my teaching drop as the rain, my speech distill as the dew, like gentle rain upon the tender grass, and like showers upon the herb. For I will proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. The rock, his work is perfect, 
for all his ways are justice. A God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just and upright is he. They have dealt corruptly with him. They are no longer his children because they are blemished. They are a crooked and twisted generation. Do you thus repay the Lord, you foolish and senseless people? Is not he your father who created you, who made you and established you? Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask your father, and he will show you, your elders, and they will tell you. When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, when he divided mankind, he fixed the borders of the peoples according to the number of the sons of God. But the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob his allotted heritage. He found him in a desert land and in the howling waste of the wilderness. He encircled him, he cared for him, he kept him as the apple of his eye, like an eagle that stirs up its nest, that flutters over its young, spreading out its wings, catching them, bearing them on its pinions. The Lord alone guided him, no foreign god was with him. He made him ride on the high places of the land, and he ate the produce of the field, and he suckled him with honey out of the rock, and oil out of the flinty rock curds from the herd and milk from the flock, with fat of lambs, rams of Bashan and goats, with the very finest of the wheat, and you drank foaming wine made from the blood of the grape. But Jeshurun grew fat and kicked. You grew fat, stout and sleek. Then he forsook God who made him and scoffed at the rock of his salvation. They stirred him to jealousy with strange gods, with abominations they provoked him to anger. They sacrificed to demons that were no gods, to gods they had never known, to new gods that had come recently, whom your fathers had never dreaded. You were unmindful of the rock that bore you, and you forgot the God who gave you birth. The Lord saw it and spurned them because of the provocation of his sons and his daughters. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end will be, for they are a perverse generation children in whom there is no faithfulness. They have made me jealous with what is no God. They have provoked me to anger with their idols. So I will make them jealous with those who are no people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. For a fire is kindled by my anger, and it burns to the depths of Sheol, devours the earth and its increase, and sets on fire the foundations of the mountains. And I will heap disasters upon them, I will spend my arrows on them. They shall be wasted with hunger and devoured by plague and poisonous pestilence. I will send the teeth of beasts against them with the venom of things that crawl in the dust. Outdoors the sword shall bereave and indoors terror for young man and woman alike, the nursing child with the man of gray hairs. I would have said I will cut them to pieces. I will wipe them from human memory had I not feared provocation by the enemy, lest their adversaries should misunderstand, lest they should say, Our hand is triumphant, it was not the Lord who did all this. This concludes our reading from the Old Testament passage in Deuteronomy. What a haunting song that the Lord told Moses to write. It makes you wonder what the melody was and how it would fix the words of this prophecy in the minds of future generations. So let's take a moment to reflect upon what we have just read. 
Moses is passing on the word of the Lord to the next generation. He is now 120 years old, Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 2. The Lord has not permitted him to enter the promised land due to his disobedience. That was recorded in Numbers chapter 20, verse 12. Therefore, his last words stress the importance of the ongoing obedience of the next generation to the revealed will of God, Deuteronomy 31, verse 12. The things revealed belong to us and our sons forever, that we may observe all the words of this law, Deuteronomy 29, 29. Moses had just alluded to the fact that there are things that we don't understand about God's will. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. There may be things in the law that this generation and the future generations will not understand. These are the secret things that belong to the Lord. They were to trust God and obey what He has commanded, even if the reasons surpassed their understanding. In the light of the New Testament, we can now see of what was not yet fully revealed then, that God's plan of redemption is centered in His Son, Jesus Christ. This mystery of God is now made an open secret through the Gospel. This is what we will learn in the New Testament, book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 4, and verse 9, Colossians, chapter 1, verse 27, chapter 2, verse 2, chapter 4, verse 3, and the book of Revelation, chapter 10, verse 7. To the children of Israel, it was still a secret thing. The mystery of Christ had not yet been fully revealed to Moses, yet Jesus could say, Moses wrote of me, in John chapter 5, verse 46. He could also say, Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Each generation is to live in the light that they have been given. They are responsible for the things revealed, even if they were living before the fullness of time when the person and work of the Messiah, the Christ, would be fully disclosed. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. The new in the old concealed, the old in the new revealed. What about you? Are you living in the light of the revelation you have been given? We are living in the time when Jesus has been revealed as being the substance of the Old Testament shadows the types given in the priesthood, the tabernacle, the sacrifices, and the work of Joshua who brings believers into their inheritance. Have you taken your responsibility to act on what has been revealed? Have you trusted Christ as your Lord and Savior? All human beings are given enough light to acknowledge God as the one to whom they are accountable. All have an awareness of guilt. In Romans chapter 1, verse 20, and chapter 2, verse 14, Mark Twain put it this way, It's not the parts of the Bible I don't understand that bother me, it's the parts that I do understand. In Acts chapter 17, verse 30, the Apostle Paul, preaching at Mars Hill, says, Therefore, having overlooked the times of ignorance, God is now declaring to men that all people everywhere should repent, because He has fixed a day in which He will judge the world in righteousness through a man whom He has appointed, having furnished proof to all men by raising Him from the dead. The Gospel declares that we have a Savior, a refuge, and a certain hope that we can receive forgiveness of sins and eternal life. By faith, we are to own Christ as the one who fulfills the law on our behalf. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, Moses makes provision for the word of the Lord to be heard by all who lived in the land, the young, the old, and the foreigner. This is what we read in chapter 31 verse 10. Then Moses commanded them, At the end of every seven years, in the year for canceling debts, during the Feast of Tabernacles, 
when all Israel comes to appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose, you shall read this law before them in their hearing. Assemble the people, men, women, and children, and the aliens living in your towns, so they can listen and learn to fear the Lord your God and follow carefully all the words of this law. Their children, who do not know this law, must hear it and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. Next we read of the commissioning of Joshua. The Lord gives Moses two final deeds to accomplish before he dies. He is to commission Joshua and write a song. It is clear that the Lord had Joshua in mind as Israel's future leader from the time when he is first mentioned in Exodus chapter 17, defending his people from the attacks of the Amalekites, Exodus 17 verses 8 to 16. Joshua had been Moses' assistant when the children of Israel camped at Mount Horeb when the law was first given, in Exodus chapter 24 verse 13, chapter 32 verses 17 to 18. After the tabernacle is built, we see Joshua lingering long at the door, contemplating what he has witnessed while in the presence of the Lord. Joshua is being trained by the Lord and is at Moses' right hand during the years in the wilderness. Numbers chapter 11 verses 24 to 29. Joshua was one of the twelve spies sent to explore Canaan. Only he and Caleb brought back the assessment that God was truly able to give them the land he had promised. Numbers chapter 13 verse 3, verse 8, verse 16, and Numbers chapter 14 verses 6 through 9. Moses gives Joshua the words that we all need to hear. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble at them. For the Lord your God is one who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Deuteronomy 31.6 The Lord gave his command to Joshua, son of Nun, be strong and courageous, for you will bring the Israelites into the land I promised them on oath, and I myself will be with you. Deuteronomy 31.23 The Lord will repeat these words to Joshua again. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 6, Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their fathers to give them. The second task given to Moses was to write a song that reflected what God had told him about the people's future in the land. They will become prosperous and satisfied when they are at rest from their enemies and then turn to other gods and break their covenant with their Redeemer. The song Moses was called to write would have to be a popular song that would stay upon the lips of his people for generations to come. The words would testify as a witness to them. Unlike the first song of Moses, which is the first song in the Bible, and a song of triumph. This song is a sad one. The song begins with a verse that extols God's faithfulness and His tender mercy in giving instruction to His people. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 2. It then sets forth the glories of God's solid character as their reliable rock. His work is perfect, His ways are impeccable and just. Verses 3 and 4. Then, in stark contrast to the record of God's faithfulness, the song suddenly turns to the unfaithfulness, perversion, and corruption of His people as they turn away from the one who called them into a covenant relationship with Himself in verses 5 and 6. This is followed by an exhortation to remember their unique story as a people under the government of God. The song reminds the Israelites that it was the love of God that rescued them, provided for them, encircled them, cared for them, and kept them in verses 7 through 14. The song then turns to a lament in verses 15 to 18. 
It describes their turning to strange gods, sacrificing to demons, adopting new gods, and forgetting the God who gave them birth. The next section describes the chastisement brought about by their rebellion predicting times of hunger, plague, pestilence, violence, and terror in verses 19 to 28. The song was first sung as a warning. In later generations, it would be a song that described their current miseries. An appeal is given for wisdom in the midst of this lamentation. Would that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would discern their future. Deuteronomy 32, verse 29. Despite the failure of God's people, the song testifies throughout the generations that God's sovereign purpose will prevail. See now that I, I am He, and there is no God besides me. It is I who put to death and give life. I have wounded, and it is I who heal, and there is no one who can deliver from my hand. Indeed, I lift up my hand to heaven and say, As I live forever, if I sharpen my flashing sword and my hand takes hold on justice, I will render vengeance on my adversaries, and I will repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood, and my sword will devour flesh, with the blood of the slain and the captives, from the long-haired leaders of the enemy. Rejoice, O nations, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants, and will render vengeance on his adversaries, and will atone for his land and his people. Deuteronomy 32, verses 39 to 46. Moses composed this important song on the day he was prompted to write it. Deuteronomy 31, verse 22. How important it is to seize the moment for songwriting. He then taught the song to the sons of Israel. Music is a helpful way to take words to your heart and pass them on to future generations. Moses said to the people, Take to your heart all the words with which I am warning you today, which you shall command your sons to observe carefully, even all the words of this law. For it is not an idle word for you. Indeed, it is your life. And by this word you will prolong your days in the land which you are about to cross the Jordan to possess. Deuteronomy 32, verse 46 and 47. Do we cling to the word for life? Jesus said, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. Now let's go to the New Testament reading as we continue reading the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, from verse 8 through verse 34. Just as we have read in the Old Testament, a commission to learn and to lead Now in the New Testament, the disciples are being called to be unembarrassed believers. Luke 12, verse 8. And I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man also will acknowledge before the angels of God. But the one who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but the one who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. And when they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not be anxious about how you should defend yourself or what you should say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them a parable, saying, The land of a rich man produced plentifully. 
And he thought to himself, What shall I do, for I have nowhere to store my crops? And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. And he said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? If then you are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you are to eat, and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that do not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And this concludes our reading from the New Testament passage in the Gospel of Luke. We started with that commission. Do not be ashamed to confess Jesus before men if you want him to confess you before the angels of God. Luke speaks of the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which is the deliberate ongoing rejection of the Holy Spirit's work to convict people of their sin and bring them to a saving knowledge of Christ. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 31, Mark chapter 3, verses 28 to 29, those who have committed this sin have rejected all overtures to repentance of sin and faith in God through Jesus Christ. Those who have committed this unforgivable sin have no concern or interest in having committed it. They have willingly turned their backs on the gospel. Now let's read today's portion from the book of Psalms, Psalm 78. You may recall from yesterday's reading that the psalmist is recounting the history of Israel. We're picking up on verse 32 and reading through verse 55. In spite of all this, they still sinned. Despite his wonders, they did not believe. So he made their days vanish like a breath, and their years in terror. When he killed them, they sought him. They repented and sought God earnestly. They remembered that God was their rock, the Most High God, their Redeemer. But they flattered him with their mouths. They lied to him with their tongues. Their heart was not steadfast toward him. They were not faithful to his covenant. Yet he, being compassionate, atoned for their iniquity and did not destroy them. He restrained his anger often. 
and did not stir up all his wrath. He remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes and comes not again. How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. They tested God again and again and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power or the day when he redeemed them from the foe, when he performed his signs in Egypt and his marvels in the fields of Zoan. He turned their rivers to blood so that they could not drink of their streams. He sent among them swarms of flies which devoured them and frogs which destroyed them. He gave their crops to the destroying locust and the fruit of their labor to the locust. He destroyed their vines with hail and their sycamores with frost. He gave over their cattle to the hail and their flocks to the thunderbolts. He let loose on them his burning anger, wrath, indignation, and distress, a company of destroying angels. He made a path for his anger. He did not spare them from death, but gave their lives over to the plague. He struck down every firstborn in Egypt, the firstfruits of their strength in the tents of Ham. Then he led out his people like sheep, and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them in safety, so that they were not afraid. But the sea overwhelmed their enemies, and he brought them to his holy land, to the mountain which his right hand had won. He drove out nations before them. He apportioned them for a possession, and settled the tribes of Israel in their tents. And this is the end of our portion from the book of Psalms. In this recounting of the history of God's people, he captures the overarching faithfulness of God in spite of his people's disloyalties. G. Campbell Morgan writes, quote, History, written as it should be, will always show that true prosperity comes from God and that man has no hope save that which is centered in him. End quote. How has God been at work in your life? Do you write down how you have seen him at work in your life and share those stories with your family? What are you doing to pass on the history of your redemption to your children? And now for today's reading from the book of Proverbs. We're in Proverbs chapter 12, verses 21 through 23. No ill befalls the righteous, but the wicked are filled with trouble. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims folly. It is important to point out that proverbs are not promises. They are axioms, general principles. They are designed to guide us to put our trust in God's wisdom given to us in His self-revelation in the Scriptures. Sometimes those who are rightly related to God do experience troubles. We learned this in the book of Job. We know that all who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But the general principle is that no harm befalls the righteous. We know that God is good, and He is a Father to those who are in Christ, and will not ultimately do His children harm. In contrast, those who do not have a Savior have many reasons to be troubled. May we heed God's wisdom to be truth-tellers and stand out from a culture that lives by lies. Now let's pray. Father, we praise You for Your self-revelation in the Scriptures and the hidden mysteries concealed in the Old Testament that are brought to light in the New. We thank You for all that You have made known of Your counsel and will in the person of Your Son. Help us to be good stewards of the mystery. Help us to study Your Word and to proclaim it. Help us to be truth-tellers. In Jesus' name, Amen.
Well, friends, it's been a great time reading the Word together, and I trust that you have been commissioned to lead and to learn. And tomorrow that we'll be reading more as we go through the book of Deuteronomy and the Gospel of Luke, reading the Psalms and Proverbs, and growing in the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you want to know more about New Life Community Church or its ministries, you can visit us at newlife.org on the internet. And if you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You may be able to leave your comments wherever you get your podcasts, be it Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, etc. You can also contact us at podcast at newlife.org. God bless you as you venture out in this day that the Lord has made. Shalom.